Wait, like as a DM? Yes. Mm. With like hardly any experience as a player, but I don't go through it. This is like long term. Mm. So. It's fun. It's a good time. <coughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's how the book's like, what is that? Do you do homework? It's like, no. And you doing homework. And he walks over like, Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> don't get into that. I'm like, <laughs> like, like that? sorry, My it's dad, magical bro. and evil. <laughs> I gotta get into it. I know, like, if someone were to respond to me if I said that and then they responded like that, I'd be a little concerned. (laughs) What? (laughs) Just the way you said, is magical and evil. I'd be a little concerned if I asked someone why they do it. I don't see the problem with it. It's just the same as with anything else that you do. It's like the way you use it. Yeah, it's like Lord of the Rings is the basis pretty much of Dungeons and Dragons. Because it was written right way before. It's like the main premise idea of Dungeons and Dragons is kind of like that. So, like, if I can't, if I'm not allowed to be involved with Dungeons and Dragons or play those games, then I should also be allowed, I should not be allowed to watch Lord of the Rings because it's pretty much the same thing or any science fiction no, and I'm not fantasy thing. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, anything like that, then I'm not allowed to watch that because it's dealing with evil things, evil yeah. creatures, evil. Sauron's evil, the devil kind of thing. No. Bruh. And the, <laughs> what I was responding to is like, if Cody responded to someone asking it in that voice, I'd be like, you're too far in, man. You're too far in. I was talking as if I was talking to my dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nah. I'm your dad? No. Yes, no, dad. that would be the person that we're talking about on this episode of the podcast. Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> the space daddy is back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He wanted to get his kid into the into the <coughs> best the kindergarten, right kindergarten, and <laughs> his kid was like, "I don't want to go to school." Grogu <laughs> <laughs> was a school dropout before he started. Eat some, eat some like space chocolate. Yeah, sure. space candy. Yeah, <laughs> space candy. Hello and welcome back to episode uh, 15. 16, you're going to screw up. Um, I'm pretty sure it's 16. You should do a welcome back to episode 16. <laughs> Let me just fact check everyone. So, Dude, you said 15 when we did Bad Batch earlier. <laughs> welcome back to episode 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. And today, <laughs> we'll be talking about the premiere episode for Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah, if you didn't know. Two years later, and we're back in the Mandoverse. Uh, my first thoughts on it, it was very fun. Has it really been two years since? Yes. Oh. I still remember I watching the finale. That's, that's that's that show was wild. Yeah, that was so sick. That's why we do those episodes in a theater setup ah. and blast the shit out of it. I think that's a good description, though. Fun-filled. It was fun. It was. There's a lot of slander <laughs> for it. Of like, there's not a whole lot of action. There's not a whole lot of this. this and it's an like, intro episode. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Sure. You know what? They. 
It is the weakest of the three premieres. Yeah. But for me watching that, it was like, we haven't seen Mando in two years. Yeah. The amount of content we've gotten in the last two years, like not very good. Well, we, we've seen him in the two years with Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, with like, yeah, Book of Boba Fett. But, but his own... His own thing. And his his own plot. And also, I don't really think there needs to be a Big Bang for this season three, even though it's been hyped up a lot. And there's Big a lot Bang of, Theory? Right. <laughs> but, like, we've already had two seasons of his story already, so it's kind of like getting back into it. It's not a whole lot of... This one episode is setting up the main plot for the rest of the show. Exactly. The rest of the season. Like getting back to Mandalore mm-hmm. and regaining the it's, title. It's kind of it's kind of like a reminder of this is where he's at. This is what he's trying yeah. to do. Mm. Yeah. And like all the past like different uh, series, it's all been like six episodes. Whereas Mando is a lot more episodes. Right? And so they can take the time to give an intro episode. Whereas And they're also longer. Right. Whereas um say Kenobi uh, yeah, um, just jumped right into it, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Because they don't have that time. There's also quite a few they lines. Could have, There's also they quite didn't. a few lines and portions, sequences throughout this episode that kind of like call back to what has already happened. Yeah, and it's like kind of like a natural flow of conversation. Like he gets to where the the Mandalorians are, and then she says, "You've taken your hat off." in public and someone else saw it. he's like yes then you're Mandalorian no more like pretty much just what she said like yeah the last episode kind of thing yeah and then he was like reminding the audience of like mm-hmm. how he has to, how he can redeem yeah, himself yeah and then when he visits Bogotan he asks like where is everyone she's like oh they're doing the mercenary stuff so it's like it's weird it, it's it's kind of strange because obviously she's already attempted to reclaim Mandalore, mm-hmm. but because she didn't have the dark saber, she couldn't do anything. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, and then with grief, Karga, he's like, "Oh yeah, we built up this whole new city. We've done all these things, and then those bandits or whatever pirates come pirates, in, yeah. and it's like, oh yeah, this is a school. It's like, no, this is a bar. I'm drinking here. Yeah. So it's all these different main characters throughout the story that are kind of bringing us back to what's already happened, and then bringing us up to speed right away. The only thing. Like from bef- like before the intro, when we talked about Favreau saying the two year gap, the only two year time p- thing that makes sense is Navarro. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's like because that takes time. It takes a lot of time to do something like that. I mean, two years is still pretty darn quick for something like that. But like he was saying, like the citizens were all yeah. in on it, right? So everybody never, was doing it. I've never really understood that. Is there like one central calendar for the whole galaxy, like? What is one day if there's different planets at different rotations in different parts of the galaxy? Yeah, like one day for them could. Is has there ever been like any reference to a twenty-four hour clock? So one day for them could be say forty-eight hours. Yeah. Or boom, four years or whatever, right? Yeah. Very interesting to look into that. Because mm-hmm. he, yeah, then Favreau could have been referencing that. It's like not relative to our time. Yeah. Yeah. And then it could totally make sense. But then he actually has to show that in one of the episodes. But then yeah. there's also the four years BBY and four years ABY, like before and after Battle of Yavin. So, like, what is that calendar based off? Yeah. Is that what the calendar is based off? 
is that based, year? Is, is, is that is that based off the twelve month thing? <coughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. I, I, I wonder if there is something to that, which would be interesting. Um, what are some of the? I don't know. Some of the points in the in the episode where it was like most entertaining, most fun. He's <laughs> like the apart, most. Apart from Grogu. Apart from Grogu, the helmets and the outfits of the Mandalorians are so bad. Yeah, well, Cody, <laughs> like a lot of them are just like you go to Walmart and pick it up. Cody had mentioned that it's a lot of fan art. Yeah. So, okay, so the in, the intro scene of the Mandalorian, like that was actually mentioned about a year ago, where a whole bunch of people who uh, who customized Mandalorian armor were uh, not asked personally. But I guess Disney had put out this thing for all people who were making these things to come out, like sign up and come out for filming. And I guess this is what they were doing. So it's a lot of cool. a lot of the stuff that like, oh, like it looks so bad. It looks like it was customized. Like it was <laughs> like people made it themselves. Kind of sick. Which, which also Re- means that most of it, they're physically wearing and it's not CGI too. Which right. is yeah, also cool. Fi- yeah. But also, with that, with that context, it just looks stupid. But yeah. also, That's kind of what I was going for. Also, yeah. I do think that that kind of contradicts their tradition of that one lady making all of their armor. The armor. And so, like, she was making it clearly really well. And so, to have everybody with suits that just look kind of whack, it doesn't really fit mm-hmm. their culture. And how things were made and that kind of stuff. Can you elaborate more? So, okay. What do you mean by that? Okay, so the it introed with her making the helmet, right? What is that? Right, Cody? Hmm? It introed with her making the helmet for the the new the new Mandalorian kid. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's like cardboard. <laughs> and so I think that that shows that she's making all of the armor for all of the Mandalorian of that. Do you want to call it a clan? Creed clan. Creed, Creed clan. Yeah. yeah. At so, least that we know of. Right. She's the only one that we've seen make armor. Okay. So I, th- I think it's safe to assume that other people aren't making it. Mm. Well, if she's called the, the armorer, then yeah, exactly. I would assume it's just her. Right. And so I think that if she's making those so detailed, that helmet that was given to the kids so detailed, I think it's weird to have people, the helmets that don't look normal. Mm. I just don't really. For example, that versus that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, that that doesn't really correlate for me, but I still think it's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like with the context of these are fans being filmed in, that's sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to be there. But like within the story, I'm like, uh, yeah. Bruh. And also, I can't be the only one that thought this kid was Din as a child at first. I did, I, yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. And then I saw the, the, the ship fly. I'm like, oh, good. Phew. Well, it was as soon as I saw the big dude that was, yeah, but, yeah. that Din had fought, then I was like, oh, no, it's not him. My only idea with like them having all unique armor. Um, I mean, Bo-Katan has unique armor, and what's uh, what's her sidekick? Whoever her sidekick was, she's got different armor. Right. Gar, Gar Saxon's got different armor. Uh, Sabine Wren has different armor. Sabine's th- mother had different armor. I think the only way that it's different is that it's painted. 
I think it's pretty normal Mandalorian armor beyond that. Mm, and there's some there are some features that differ, but yeah, I think a lot of it is very very much the same. Mm-hmm. It's like the Mandalorian armor has this, the signature look, just like the Clone Wars armor, just the just ch- like the clone armor. That's your signature look, yeah. right there. But there's still different variations, I would assume, from different clans and different creeds, kind of right. Just Mandalorian to like differentiate and like different emblems yeah. and all that stuff. I I wonder, and this is just like an idea that. Everybody who is at this ritual thing were from broken clans hmm. that fell apart and, or fell apart or all died out in the they, purge, right? Because this, yeah, this is all they, happening after the purge. Yeah, they all kind of got together after and yeah. escaped. So it's like it could be just a variation of just different armor possible, styles yeah. and different armor stuff, right? Yep. That's my first idea that comes up because it seems, it does seem that a lot of this little thi- these little things that happen have a reason mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Um, nothing that I can really think of the top of my head. I can think about it later, but it's just like, if something is being shown in a certain way, it's like, there's a reason for it. Of course. So at least a beginning of something. Yeah. So that's like my first idea is that they're all of their old creed and stuff went to Mandalore during the purge and they just all died out because mm-hmm. we saw in a flashback of the Thai bombers bombing yeah. Mandalore and we, and we got a ton of Mandalorian helmets just on the ground. Yeah. Right, so it's like that's just my first idea. So, mm-hmm. but I totally see where you're coming from. I I agree with that. But I'm, I, as a fan, I always try to hold and figure hold out back. like yeah. maybe why this is a yeah, thing for sure. instead of just being like, oh, this is trash. Except for the sequels, because that was just trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then something <laughs> that kind of correlates with that is so, Bo-Katan, when she was talking to Din, she was like. She's just saying everything's like all of the the shit. No, it's all meaningless. No, like yeah, like they're the traditions and like the redemption and all that kind of stuff. It's meaningless. Like it doesn't actually mean anything. How like how did she come to that conclusion? Like I I don't recall. Um, she was left alone with her thoughts. (laughs) Well, part Uh, if she was sitting at that castle for that long, probably. Well, Well, I mean, part of it is. Is her being against, you know, the, you're a child of the watch, right? Part of it is is their ra- like their radical behavior is not mm. normal. Ma- it doesn't really correlate with Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Like, so, um, yeah, yeah. But so, like within Rebels, like Sabine Wren almost never had her helmet on unless she was like in, in, in a mission battle. or something. Yeah. yeah. And like yeah. when it connects to her family, most of them had their helmets off unless they were. battle or something yeah yeah but yeah like yeah like on the aspect of like oh all those traditions are lies and stuff like that that's that's more related just to just the fact that he's part of that that group of mandalorian that sect that's very radical and very Mm -hmm. like traditional and stuff like that which is very not necessary yeah yeah Yeah. right the only similarity that connects the the old uh, Mandalorian way and the new Mandalorian way is that it's just their common um, tradition of violence is part of the culture. Yeah. Where it's like you saw in Mando season one where it's like I, weapons are part of my religion. Yeah. Right. And I have a feeling that through this current timeline of Star Wars with starting with like the Phantom Menace and going to the Rise of Skywalker the whole thing is like the Mandalorian like the new Mandalorian way. Everything so like Din would have been um, brought into a, a traditionalist Mandalorian sect, 
mm. maybe very few are left kind of yeah. thing for whereas Bo-Katan and Sabine Wren like those and Gar Saxon those guys all come from the new Mandalorian way where it's not as strict in this tradition right but the violence part is still the same yeah 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 no and then the whole and then half of the meaningless part is just seeming like is is the part where it seems like she kind of just gave up on yeah, the idea of just, ruling Ma- yeah. Mandalore. That's the other aspect um, of that. Which yeah, I think she's just literally she tried and she's like, she can't Dang. do it without the saber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm useless. So <coughs> why doesn't why hasn't she challenged Din for the saber? I don't know. Maybe she has the hots for him. Honestly, I feel Ooh. like the way that she same, was, same. she spoke to him in this <laughs> no, episode. But then he's gonna be cheating on the chick from that random other planet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bruh. fair enough. And shows you up. You know in the what? Ship. You bring uh, you bring a good point. That's fair enough. Yeah, valid, uh, <laughs> valid point. Straight or to good argument. Say. Straight to um, Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> where she's just in the ship. She's like, "What happened?" It's like. My bad. I forgot you were here. Yeah, I was gonna. I was trying to say um, the way that she was treating Din in this episode kind of feels like she's gonna be set up as a antagonist mm-hmm. that Din is gonna have to go up against in order to continue on, or like she wants a, the dark saber, but he doesn't really like. He wants to give it to her, but he can't. But he can't without so fighting her. Fight. So it's, they're gonna clash. I feel like. I so you were saying something yesterday. I don't know exactly what you said, but it was something like why I can't is exact I'm talking. Why <laughs> is Bo Katan like just giving up? Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. I don't know exactly. But maybe rings a bell. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no. But uh well, in terms of just like Hurst being set up as an antagonist, she obviously has no reason to fight Din because she doesn't feel like anything's happened. So for me, I have a feeling that whatever Din has to do, and like the whole planet's poison, that whole aspect too, he's gonna go to Mandalore, figure out that like, yo, this is not poison, this is not this, it's not fully destroyed. I can still super, redeem myself. Super he destroyed. comes back, shows people, shows other Mandalorians got the dark saber. Bo-Katan figures that out, and therefore wants to challenge him to take over that mantle, and that's where their that's where their clash is gonna happen. Mm. You, you have something I want. Would you yeah. would you think that she doesn't want to challenge him because he's not Mandalorian? Right now, he's not currently No, no he, he is Mandalorian. <coughs> she doesn't believe in that. No. He is Mandalorian. No, he's n- Yeah, it's just the armor and that creed she that l- says he's not. Right. So, I think that Does she Does she know that? I don't think she knows that. Well, he says he had to redeem himself when he was talking to her. Right, yeah. Yeah, which would have been her first indication that he has to redeem himself. Right. But that stuff, it's almost like, to me, she thinks he is still a Mandalorian based on her beliefs versus right. his. Right, yes. Do you think that the Mandalorian, that in the future, Din will eventually be like, okay, actually, I don't need to be Mandalorian to still be Mandalorian like you know what I'm saying like I don't need to have all this sacrilege if you will in order to do the things that Mandalorians do 
Yeah, for sure. I think like, there's an aspect. Like that. eventually he's gonna go he's gonna go to Mandalore and then he or maybe it will be destroyed and then he's gonna be like, Oh, okay, like mm-hmm. what do I do now? And then he'll potentially realize and agree with Bo Katan. Takes his helmet off and then she gets the hots for him. Ooh, baby. <laughs> and then he can have a real baby. <laughs> and then and then <laughs> This happens every time, I swear. <laughs> Holy cow. And then he goes and... Sure. Is something <laughs> And then he goes and confronts the <coughs> that clan about that. Like, hey, like... Y'all are wrong. Yeah. yeah I think, yeah, this the, uh, the exploration of Mandalore in itself, at the state it's at, is just super interesting. Like, they, they can do anything they want. With this, but it's just it makes a lot of sense that eventually Din and Bo will fight, or maybe even the armor and Bo will fight. That would be sick hmm. if they want to get their female versus female all <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, well, no, but then it's like it makes no, sense. They wouldn't. They wouldn't want to do a female versus female. That's exactly what they don't want. <laughs> I think uh, you know what armor versus <laughs> okay. Bo Who you got? She just quickly Bo-Katan, easy. She just quickly whips up some. Uh, uh, Beskar armor. <laughs> oh, she has. <coughs> she's got balls. Probably not, but she's got balls. Yeah. What if it's a? What if it's like a, a dude with just really high pitched voice? <laughs> Have you seen the actress for for the armor? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. But like that. That's completely. Yeah. Besides um, the point. Yeah, besides the point. Yeah. But I don't. I, I definitely think that the armor is just someone who reiterates the, the lore of Mandalore, of the Mandalorian culture. I don't think that she actually has a big position in the story of it. Baby, I'm just curious. Yeah, oh, totally. Adrian, and what are you doing? Clash of Clans. No, I'm trying to find... For some reason, that actually represents... that. No, that looks like Bo-Katan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kind of, yeah. I don't know. Adrian, who you got? The armor or Bo-Katan? The armor or Bo-Katan? To be honest, I think Bo-Katan has more fighting experience. But it's really hard to tell because we don't really know much about the armor. I I think that... What percentage... But here's the thing as well. (laughs) (laughs) Bo-Katan literally fought in... like. She fought in the Siege of Mandalore against other Mandalorians. She's got a lot of experience even against her own people. Right. And with Death Watch. Yeah, that's, well, specifically the Death Watch. (laughs) Right? So, whereas the armor would be more of defending the people, right? Because they were the people that were, like, just in hiding, on the move, just, like, protecting themselves, right? What what is the Mandalorian way of like what is their goal? Survive. Just to survive? At this point, yeah. <laughs> Especially at this point. I mean, I feel like at first originally it was like conquest, was it not? Cuz there are conquest type Yeah, there are there are conquest. Are they? Yeah. Like with Satine yeah. it was just peace <laughs> throughout. Yeah, like so minimal conflict with other people. Yeah. But, but that's because they didn't want to get eliminated more. Maybe. Maybe yeah. With the whole with Satine, like she went against everything what 
the Mandalorian stood for, mm-hmm. which is why like that whole thing was such a big problem in the in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And they're but it's, it's kind of funny because most of the politic episodes in the Clone Wars are probably the most interesting once you start digging into it. Mm. Just yeah, with her, I guess pacifist point of view, it's just like it was super interesting. There is some armor that like fan made armor looks pretty darn cool. There's a lot of it that looks really good. Um, hyperspace whales, spales. Oh, that was bro! Awesome. I lost my mind when I saw I that. Dude, same. Yo, like, I saw an article titled like, "Oh, what did Grogu see in when he was traveling hyperspace?" I'm like, I'm not gonna bother with that. And I watched the episode like. Ezra, where are you? <laughs> it's I saw those things like, oh, seeing that in the like first time is that action is, is just, that the oh. other the other only reference to them yep. is Rebels? Uh, no, uh, Mando season two, episode six or five, the Jedi, where she yeah wants to find Grand Admiral Thrawn. That was like, I mean, that was an obvious name drop reference. The Purgles are are in reference to <coughs> Ezra Bridger because at the end of Rebels, um, they. He's in the ship cruiser with Thrawn, and then the Purgles attach themselves to the ship, and then engage their hyperspace travel, and then oh. they just disappear. Oh. So that's the last time in like oh. one of the only times we see them, right. apart from like in Clone Wars here and there or in Rebels here and there. But like that's the major like one of the biggest plot points for like Star Rebels. Wars outside of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. And then the next time we actually hear a reference of Thrawn and Ezra is season two, the Jedi with mm-hmm. Ahsoka. Yeah. Where's Thrawn? Yeah. She and then now it's... She just mentions Thrawn. With these programs. Now you see these. Yeah. So they're definitely leaning into the Ahsoka yes. show and what that's going to be dealing with. Yeah. Which is... So I'm hyped for that. I, yeah. The Ahsoka show, like the the thing is with uh, the Ahsoka show is that it's been... Like the idea of that kind of show, whatever story they have planned, has been in the making or has been completed for five years. It's been years. Like Dave, like Dave Filoni's been thinking about stuff for this kind of story while he was writing the Clone Wars before it got canceled. Well, I'm pretty sure we also talked about this before, but Dave said that it feels good to finally shoot some scenes that he had written down for years prior and actually mm-hmm. have them see them in action. I'm telling you, man, Ahsoka, Luke, and Force Ghost Anakin in the same screen, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> if that Force happens, oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. It's like, yeah, can't even put it into words. But they're definitely teasing. I think this is like, the f- this is the longest hyperspace scene. I think it was the coolest thing. That, I love that. Just I mean, I thought they were getting attacked at first. But then I was like, there was they were just in a fight scene. I doubt they would do it right away. As well as the type of music that was playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but w- who's who? Who's the uh, lead of the musical division in this, if you will? Uh, Ludwig Goranson, I think. Because like, it's very easy <laughs> for to transition music into. That's yeah. that's like oh, yeah. that's like one of the best ways to introduce like a scene that's gonna be bad is it's good yeah peaceful music as it goes like you know what I'm saying like yeah. it goes from peaceful to <coughs> kind of yeah. bass heavy and loud yeah and that's how you kind of transition yeah the Purgles the only 
The spales. Spales. <laughs> We're going to write them. Spales. Not another letter. That's got to be canon now. <laughs> spales. Uh, the appearances. High Republic mentioned only Duke Jedi Lost twice. Only mentioned uh, the Clone Wars on the wings of Kiridax. Mentioned on Translation Visor. Obi-Wan mentioned only. And then Star Wars Rebels was four different appearances. Um, and then some other things, and then the Mandalorian. This this chapter of like those mentioned specifically of this mm-hmm. or seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool. I'm so pumped for this show, man. We're also just uh, <laughs> some more uh, appreciation for Mando's ship. It's just so good. Oh, it's so beautiful. It is. Oh. It, you know what? Every scene with it in this episode was just. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And it inspired me to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I put it off for so long. I saw it and I was like, eh, whatever. See this episode. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> oh. In Lego. In Lego, not this. <laughs> yeah. No, I no, I bought it. You bought an N1. I have one. He's got an yeah. N1 star. It's in my garage. Gee, what kind of credits do you? Cody, use? your room is in the garage, so yeah. <laughs> it's in my garage. <laughs> All the credits will be fine. <laughs> no, they won't. Credits will do fine. Grief Karka is trippy. Sorry, I just got a. Who this? Special guest appearance. <laughs> Did you watch Mando episode one? I did actually. Well done. All right, hop in. Dude, oh. Ah, I love doing this so much. I got a cool question here. Uh, why is <coughs> everyone a droid mechanic? Hmm? So why is everyone a droid mechanic? Like a droid engineer? I'm going to assume because there's a lot of droids. Okay, but Man- Mando can't fix his own armor. He's got to go to the armor, but he knows how to wire up a droid to power I was about to say plot <laughs> armor, but then you said armor, and now it feels weird saying that yeah. so many times. Plot armor and the armor and it's in your armor. I do have to head out soonish. No, you don't. I, See, I do. Seeing the size comparison <laughs> from the N1 to like the actual spells, still feels weird to say, is so cool. <laughs> it's oh nuts. my goodness, it's tiny. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and that it's, ship already it's, is it's like. It's a small ship. Like, it's a small ship, but it's already yeah. like the length yeah. of this room, which is like 25 feet. I mean, because yeah. it's literally a starfighter, right? Like, it's, <laughs> it's something crazy. I'll try spinning. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's not like the Razor Crest. Like, the Razor Crest is like you can live in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's but basically a camper. Bro, there's, there's, he's got a toilet in there. Very had a toilet in there when there's handles on the side of it. <laughs> he's like, oh. I mean, understandable concerns. Race for still. impact. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disclaimer right now. We actually just finished the Mando episode, like rewatch of the episode just before you walked in the door. Yeah. Like credits rolled out. We backed out. Oh, last out, night? Bo- yeah. yeah. Booted, up, <laughs> booted up the Xbox to Spider Heck for the like the intro, the intro game yeah. menu. And then you and walked, you walked in. in. <laughs> Because I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, oh, we watched for them. That's fine. <laughs> I yeah. It was, it was so sick. It was good. It was I wonder good. what Jake thought about it. Because that was like he he doesn't he doesn't Star Wars. He well, he also he isn't Star Wars, but like he he doesn't <coughs> have a huge interest in media either. Like no, no. I think he had just a little less interest than I did. Just a little bit. Like I. Has he watched the previous two seasons? No. No. Okay, so then I had a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Jake's like, 
he said like he's only watched like maybe a couple of the Star Wars movies and that's right. literally yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I told him to. <laughs> he was on his way to Europe and I'm like he's like, I need some like stuff to watch. I'm like, just watch the Star Wars saga. Yeah. One to six, done. <laughs> and he's like, Oh. Okay. okay. <laughs> Back to <laughs> what's that? What's that planet? That Navarro. That yeah. Devere. That one. I was gonna say Doctor Navarro. Like I was thinking like Doctor Navarro. Doctor Navarro. It's something Doctor Navarro in the Aro system. I said Darth Gun, not Far Gun. But dude, Grieve Karga is drippy. He's got the two little robots holding his trail. So good. Oh, it's the uh, small so details, funny. man. And then he's always like Grand Admiral Carter. Yeah, Grand Magistrate. Yeah, High Magistrate. That's sorry, High yeah. Magistrate Carter to you. Yeah. My apologies. That's also, so dumb. I also didn't Bro, realize he was, was like a High Magistrate Car to to Mando. Like, dude, he saved your ass a couple times. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. To, I got. I understood that as like, like kind of like a joke thing. That's how I took it as. Oh, took it as he was just joking. Yeah. That's high magistrate cargo to you. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, bruh. Yeah. But do you think that, so Mando was really struggling with the weight of the Darksaber. And the series and the franchise, yes? Yes. That's because he was holding the weight of the franchise. <laughs> um, <laughs> but do you think that he doesn't, like, when they had the pirates, like, he, why doesn't he pull out the saber? over like i just think it's not his train it's not he's it's not his land he leads it to the high magistrate like this is his city right but he still shot like four of the with grief yeah yeah they both shot he didn't make a move until grief kind of like right yeah actually he didn't even make a move until until the the other guys guys pulled him out Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh hello now what did you get no you just brought that back home or something Hulk like raging fire. (laughs) (laughs) Thor like smoldering fire. (laughs) True. (coughs) Who was saying raging fire? We're talking about the pirates and Mm -hmm. that, right? Yeah. And how, yeah, and how Mando didn't make a move until Mm -hmm. until his goons actually like did something, right? Because first Grief Cracker beat him, right? And then he was like, "Go away!" And then like started going away. And then his goons like went to went to yeah shoot them and then and then mando and cargo were just like bang bang, bang. do 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what the, the last time that we saw mando use the dark saber my man was struggling oh yeah he was like oh, he was hard struggling and he's also like it's it's to me when it's not a force sensitive user and they got a sword like the dark saber it's the whole thing of you never bring a sword to a gunfight right okay and, yeah that makes sense yeah so it's like yeah. with a Jedi, it's like they can deflect everything, but if you don't have the force, you can't do anything about it. Because they're yeah. not able to anticipate what's gonna happen next mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Can the dark saber deflect? Yeah. It's a light saber, it's just oh, black. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And a different and it's shape. flat. Right? <laughs> different shape. Yeah. 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 But okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. it's, it's meant mm-hmm. to re- rep- represent what's what's the lore yeah. behind the dark saber? Damn, okay. <laughs> the short version well, or the long version? So. Short, short version. Many, short many version. years ago, when the Mandalorian first started, a man named Tar Vizsla adopted himself into the Jedi Temple. He was the first Mandalorian Jedi, and because of his Mandalorian heritage, he 
he designed the dark saber. And then he kind of just branched off and then Jedi and just made his own. Oh, okay. And the dude who the dude the dude who fought and then for the saber he was Vizsla's relative. Just a descendant. A descendant. Okay. Like, because this is like years. Oh, past. Yeah, I was thinking like, oh, long really? Long oh, time later. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is like, there's a whole, there's a bunch of Mandalorian wars, but there is one against the Jedi that he huh. led. Like, the. Chartist I definitely led. thought you were talking about Moff Gideon for a second. Like, <laughs> no. He's <But> black. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know Pat is black? Dude? I mean, it could be his voice, too. Yeah. But he's a big dude. He's a big boy. I wasn't taking race into this. I was taking none. Mando was offered real estate. Yeah, he's offered. Dude, to be so a... funny, man. Grief cargo, realtor. Yeah. It's free real estate. He's literally tried. He tried so hard. He's like, there's a great place. Literally, there's a great place here. I'll give it to you for free. Yeah. <laughs> Live off the literally fat land. right away. Uh, <laughs> it was the first conversation he had yeah. in that. But that's because after he's like, you could be a marshal, right? Because yeah. he wants Mando to help him. Yeah. Speaking of marshal, control of the of the of Caradine. I was I was yeah. trying to find the line. I, I, <coughs> I mentioned that last night. I was like, so, like, I thought it was a great transition for them to having had gotten rid of her, if you will, fired her. Um, I think that's still a great way to get rid of her out of the season, just because she can. I think it was Adrian who had mentioned she can still come back mm -hmm. that way. Yeah, I mentioned that, like, technically, if they ever were to rehire her, there's still a nice opportunity for her to come back. Yeah. I also Not didn't realize gone. Grief didn't know Grogi's name until this episode. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Is that stuff important to you? Uh, that was to make the table, so. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what if he makes another table? I'll just copy this or start from scratch. Um, I I I gotta head out. Do we have anything else that we need to talk? About? <coughs> Drugs. We'll just talk about you behind your back when you're gone. It's fine. Okay. All good things. All That's good right. things. <laughs> no. You don't want to leave. Of course not. I don't want to leave, but you don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. Yes, it worked. The force is I have been a nerd long enough. I actually have. Okay, here, here, here's that line. I finally found it. At a level with Commando, I need a marshal. What about Marshal Doom? After she brought in Moff Gideon, she was recruited by special forces. What came of Gideon? He was sent off to a new Republic War Tribunal. So, what do you say? That's you ready to here. put on the stripes? And... I th I think that, that that does also that clip does also explain how, like, what happened to Moff Gideon after, yeah. which is really nice because there was just, and it's just quick, nice yeah. to the point. That's kind of what I like about lines like this that like we have the questions about these important characters and yeah just like one line it's like oh okay cool move Perfect. on yeah it's not like a oh yeah this this and this and cut this. scene and yeah. yeah they actually surprised me with that answer because i was Same. not expecting that to happen you were expecting it to be unknown i was well i was just expecting I the whole thing to be dodged yeah 
and there was also a part of me that thought that they would have just killed her character off yeah. screen. Yeah. Um, and then they gave this answer, and I was like, okay, you know what? I can get behind that. Yeah. Because it makes a lot of sense. I mean, she brought in like a big time villain, mm-hmm. and she right? was also and part she, of like special forces or heavy duty, whatever. And she was that one dude had already been trying to recruit her. Yeah. yeah at totally. one point. So it's like. They, it makes a lot of sense. I matched a, a, a lot of props to them for writing that in. Yeah. Just because, yeah, there's there's a fear from, a, I think, a lot of people, actually, because her character is dope. Yeah. That were like, you can't just say in an opening crawl, like, oh, she just died or she just left. Mm-hmm. But there's, I think it's a pretty valid reason. I like it. I'm, uh, I'm good to keep going. Content with, with how they left it. Yeah. 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 And then, like Adrian said earlier, like, she has the opportunity to come back if she decides to go left wing. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow, wait I don't think Oh, she's not. not. She definitely won't. <laughs> no. But <laughs> that's the only way you can get in Disney nowadays. But, you know. But you meant for, like, like in Star Wars lore like, or whatever, like, left wing and, like, shit. Oh, oh politi- okay. Never mind. No. It's all political. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the small details, Grogu's fitting around in the chair. Oh, <laughs> we all... <laughs> Oh man! Just as soon as he stops spinning, just puts his hand out, spins once more. <laughs> just like wee. That's like wee. that's the kind of comedy you want because it's like you can you still have the dialogue going over top. You know what's going on. Like Mando's telling him his mission, but then you also have the background. You're just spinning around. You're just like, oh my Dude, god, this no, is awesome. Everybody's only like half paying attention to the conversation and like half yeah. paying attention just to Grogu spinning in the chair. Yeah, totally. It's I, hilarious. <laughs> Uh, I think it's awesome. The it it kind of shows like um pull. I want to say season two he was still getting kind of sleepy, but after him like mm-hmm. training a little bit of Luke, like he's just toying with it. He's having fun with it. He's still he still has energy to keep going. Like he's forcing the candy to him. Like he's just he's just playing around with his powers. And I think John Favreau said that Grogu's force abilities have improved substantially even in that short period of time which makes a lot of sense because it's like i think luke trained was training him to remember what he learned yeah instead of teaching yes. him anything new yeah <clears throat> so it's like it's just kind of grogu unlocking it's like that forest tree in fallen order you like pick abilities you do this yeah, you make a little forest map of the forest tree kind of thing okay. so i think it's kind of like skill that tree. skill yeah, tree there you go <laughs> He said forest tree. I'm like, you don't look at trees. You don't, you don't. I was talking about the white tree of Minas Tirith. And <coughs> or yes. No, the forest tree of the Temple. Or, or the, I actually uh, thought you were talking about like, the father, son, and daughter for a second. Oh, no. No. There's too much he more. Was, uh. He was, he was talking, talking about the world tree in a Norse mythology. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I was kind of a fan of the, the way the pirates look. They kind of look cool. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking I I am looking forward to that potential of minifigures. Ooh. That yeah. could potentially be really good. Yeah. I think the next w- couple waves of Star Wars Lego Star Wars heads are going to be kind of cool. Just please <coughs> make an NCS or a UCS uh N1 Starfighter. There's going to be one from Ahsoka series. Please. Big there's thing. like two. There's like two there's a big one and then there's like a medium one. Pretty sure these are rumors. <coughs> pull it up real quick. What kind of ships would be in the Ahsoka show? No idea. Okay. I have no. I don't even. Uh, Lego Star Wars that. Summer Wave latest rumors. 
Ahsoka, two unknown sets, one at 699 pieces, one at 1,056. That's nothing. And then there's some mechs. It's like the Razor Crest. The Razor Crest. Prequel Trilogy, Swamp Speeder, Original Trilogy. Really? Yeah. Yavin, four battle, Rebel Base, 1,067 pieces. I guess it's and buildable, a buildable Chewbacca at... 2,320 pieces. Yeah, they got to stop building those mechs. And then an anniversary UCS set at 5,374. Holy shit. There's, I think there's rumors of doing, there's rumors of them doing the sail barge. That's kind of cool. Didn't they already do a sail barge? Not a UCS. Oh, not a UCS. There was a couple that they, that there was people talking about. The sail barge that you have is literally UCS size though. Mm, not really. No, it's just a bigger playset. Mm. Not to like the size of, like, let's say, the Death Star, but it's still right. like you still can still. Yeah, but I'm talking like a five thousand piece sail barge. Like, oh, that'd be sick. <coughs> oh yeah. And then you'd have to have the the pit as well. Yeah, I think so. And the little the little desert sand. skiff. I think that's the whole idea. There's a few of them that are coming out. I do want to make some more uh, some Mandalorian sets, though. Yeah. Bruh. We'll see if anything cool comes out of this. The the Anzellans. So cool. Those little (laughs) little guy creatures that fix... Babu freaks. Yeah. (laughs) Babu freaks. (laughs) Grogu thinks the little pets. It's a grabs one. He's like... (laughs) 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 Honestly, I didn't like the Babu freaking sequels because i'm like it's a sequel i don't like this character but these guys are they're so funny there's 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 two or there's three there's three good things that came out of the sequel trilogy one is kylo ren yes two is babu freak yes and three is the memes yes (laughs) (laughs) and also the locations for the way they filmed that's pretty cool been there yeah okay fine flex it's fine (laughs) Yeah, it's Ray. Oh Ray yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's are you the are you the name police? I mean, <laughs> you could just go to uh, what's it called, Nevada, to and then it's ten. I was ten talking ten. about Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I knew Luke that, but like <laughs> you can go. <laughs> Dumb. So I'd be a hermit after. Yeah, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> the uh, the zombie droid. Huh. IG-11 coming back to life after the memorial thing. Yeah, that, that was, was, cool that was cool. That was cool, yeah. I feel like that's a reference or something. There's no way they would have done it without a reference. Um, what if zombies, probably? Okay, okay that sounds good. <laughs> Moving on. <Yeah. laughs> well, I mean, I mean, they explained it, too. He was like, oh, you must have reverted <coughs> back to the default settings, right? Because uh, um, I have spoken, dude. Changed his, his circus and, and, and stuff like that, right? That's still one of my favorite characters. <laughs> He's so He's good. Cool. Quill. I have spoken. Quill. I want... Okay, so this is a, a letter to Lego. Um, folks at Java's Pick Group Podcast um, have an idea for you. We propose the idea to make, for you guys to make a Lego Star Wars set called the Babu Freak. Um, <coughs> Freak show. Mechanic. Mechanic. <laughs> the mechanic shop. The mechanic shop of Babu Freak. And we get like four of the Babu Freak species minifigures. Mini, 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 mini figures. And that's it. And a whole and a little shot kind of thing. That's it. They would never make that. <laughs> I want Babu Freak though. Yes. 
I also want to get his Funko, which is super random because I never really thought I would. No, 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 no. Collect Funko Pops? Yeah. <laughs> Liam's like, I'm converting him. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> Not to the obsession level. I wouldn't buy 50 of them. <laughs> you think I only have 50? Sorry, 8,000. <laughs> Visi- his 50 visible ones. Yeah. On, on display. Well, I have them all on display. I think I have about 75 Ju- of the like assorted. I think I only have 50 of the small ones. Like I get the appeal of Funko Pops. I'm just curious of your process of which ones you get. Okay, I'll pick one and then I'll keep walking around and if I see one that I like more, I'll go put the other one back and I'll grab that one. And then I'll keep walking around. And if I like them the same, then I pick the other one up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you so see you'd walk out with two then. I've the most I've walked out with was eight. Did you at like at some point at any little, point say, "Oh little, shit, I should put some back"? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, was there like a millisecond was thought of doubt? like a little bit of a tear coming out because you're no, like, "Oh, so, that was a lot more than I expected," but I'm still gonna do it anyways. No. So uh, yeah. I get that all the time. Everybody yeah. has different hobbies. <laughs> so you've collected a mast. Lego sets. That's worth a lot more than my Funko Pops. True. I also cried a little bit when I saw the price of the Death Star. I cried a little bit when I saw the price of the gunship. I cried a little bit when I saw the price yeah, of the castle. Pe- I took a part of my soul. I still bought it because it was it was cool enough that I knew I was gonna get ten hours of building time and then Sure. So these Funko Pops, they do certain ones increase in value. Do you know which ones? Do you yes. go looking for those ones? I have. When when he's Mando's flying through all the asteroids being chased, I was also expecting him to just drop a bomb and just zoom. Just like the N one uh, bomb from the slave one. The slave one, the uh, seismic charge. That's there the one. I was go. thinking like atomic oh. bomb, like on the right. Imagine if Stand you by. just drop one of those out of the back of the. Ship. <laughs> I mean, he get away fast enough. Yeah. I feel like that would be so easy to dodge, though, in N1, or uh, Seismic Charge, because it's just a flat. Uh, it kind of depends on, like, if Cause you, if you're you chasing. Don't know, you don't know which way it's facing. Right, So, but the odds of it actually facing you, one out of 180. Well, for example, when in, in Mando Season 2, Slave 1, was flying up. Mm-hmm. Tie fighters were following it. Yeah, he dropped it and it went like that. Yeah, made a whole freaking wall. You're not dodging that, right? So it's like, I, I if I wonder if there, there's gotta be some sort of calculation involved with that mm-hmm. to drop a bomb that precise. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so good. That's just, that's just a quick idea. Yeah, it was probably nice. from. I just a calculation drops it perfectly. Hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But, but at the same time, where he was, he was also in an asteroid field. He, so it doesn't matter which way it's facing; it is causing like when, havoc when for he when he, when he was yeah. w- against Obi Wan, right? That's what you're talking about. Well, no, I'm saying Mando. if Mando were oh, to drop and, one, yeah, right? he was in a ma- he was in an asteroid field, and he's a very skilled pilot. Yeah, like it wouldn't have. He's also flying away from the bomb. When they're flying into the bomb. When Django uh, chucked one at Obi Wan, 
So when it was like flipping and all that <laughs> kind of stuff, then yes, you don't know, but it's also a one in 180 that it'll directly hit you. Oh yeah, like I don't think there's ever been a like a direct hit. Yeah. It's right in half. Yeah. But it's just like when you drop it in an asteroid field, like you got a regular pilot, like people are gonna fly into a rock and they're gonna. Explode. Yeah, because it'll just it splits everything. Shockwave. Yeah. Also, what kind of ship is this again? Because it's very nice. Let me see. I think it's just like which one, the big one? Yeah. The crazy ass cruiser. Oh, like the, the pirate it's one. Yeah. Like it actually looks one. sick too. Operated by Davy Jones. Yeah. <laughs> that it, it literally looked Swamp like they took it Davy straight Jones. from Pirates of the Caribbean, except for his tentacles became seaweed. <laughs> Still, honestly, like I'm down for that. I'm down for them to kind of just experiment with different things. Because I mean, Star Wars is like. You've got aliens upon aliens upon aliens. So it's like they can go and experiment with whatever they want. I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. Um, so Star Wars could have D&D mermaids for pretty much. Sakes. No. I mean, if they have D&D sails, they definitely have like sirens. Sirens? If they have spales, then they could have sirens in the uh, light speed. You mean sirens is in like? No, like sirens, like. They sing and the, like what yeah, that's, that's what I was trying to that's what I was trying to explain with different words, not the alarm sirens. Yeah, yeah, S- spelled the same. Spells the 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 evil sea creature. The allure 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 from Ice Age. Yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. the only one that's like <laughs> bitch, get out. Of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, imagine and then like the captain just of the ship just goes yes. It's interesting to me that Mando kind of sort of knew who these guys were. Not surprised. <laughs> he was like, never mess with pirates. And <laughs> the ship was kind of cool. It, you know what? Space battles and all that stuff is like, it's Star Wars formula right there. Yeah. You just when If you have a space battle at Everyone like that kind of high speed, it. you just Everyone know it's, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it was filmed really well, too. And uh, sound appreciation for every time he killed one of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. I loved it. Uh, Mandalorian Castle. That's the first one I remember seeing. Maybe Rebels would be the other time. Is that front of the castle supposed to resemble the helmet? The line that goes down and comes up? I mean, the T, if you sure. <laughs> Can kind of see it. It looks pretty futuristic for a castle that's just sitting on an island. I'm assuming that's an island. It looks pretty similar to where Luke was. It's not. An that's island. because it's not an island. No. That could still be an island. So is North America, dude. Nope, that is not an island. That is a plate, a tectonic plate. So could this. <laughs> yeah. I th- that's in the distance. And if you look at Vancouver Island from the east side, it looks like it's a part of Vancouver. But it's not. It is not if a it part was, of Vancouver. If it was part of Vancouver? It's a part of Vancouver. Uh, what? But it's not. I, not physically. Why not? Or emotionally. Or mentally. It's just there. It's very hard to get emotionally <laughs> attached to a continent. <laughs> emotionally attached or involved in a city like Vancouver. It is. 
I also love how he modded his ship so that Grogu can sit in there, but he's also like lowers down mm-hmm. in, into his little hover pod. He it's can, like he can like go into the main cockpit and take naps. It looked like Mando was just taking a nap. He was like, he, he was definitely out. He was, he was. definitely out. For if, sure. if flight speed is all calculated and you're going for a long time, beep, 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 beep. you go for how long? This might sound stupid, but like, because it differs, but how long do you sit in light speed for? It depends differs. on where you go. It differs between planets. <laughs> I know it differs Especially between planets, do, like, but like, how long do you sit in light speed for? Eh, depends on where you go. Yes, <laughs> but like, how fast is light speed? Like, is there a calculated speed that light speed is? Can you repeat what you just said? How, fa- how fast is light? Okay, speed? but what, <laughs> what is light then? What is light? Well, like it, it's like it's like how fast how fast is light travel? Like, like a light year, right? It's light. <laughs> but like, so if light speed light speed is, year, if light speed is say in between two planets that are like say a light year away, does it take like five minutes? So give me an answer. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So Edmonton takes about twelve hours to drive. Yes, that's a light year away on average. And and <coughs> then like driving. And that's then like on Chilliwack. <laughs> and then Chilliwack is like thirty-five minutes away. So you drive yeah. about one hundred and twenty kilometers an hour to Chilliwack or Edmonton. It's gonna take longer for Edmonton or. Correct, but if you're going light speed, then that's a difference of say. If it took one second to get to um, Chilliwack from here, then it would take, say, two minutes to get to Calgary. So it wouldn't be too much of a difference. But this would be different depending on where you go. Sorry, why is this conversation a thing again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it's fun because I don't think there's a conclusion. <laughs> there is I was not. talking about I was talking about Grogu in the little where the robots go, and then he goes down and then he goes to into sleep. his pod, and then he's like, "Yo, what if he was sleeping when he was doing light speed?" That's yeah. Two minute power nap for sure. Yeah. All right, I gotta go. <laughs> How many times have you said that? At, the past at least hour? four. Right. No, wait, wait, wait. Oh. No. You will stay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Your spell wore off. We're almost done anyway, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the episode, at least. Then I might as well leave. <laughs> so, okay. the comparison. Thanks for having me, kids. Okay, oh. Bye. You will stay. You will remember. stay. You will stay. You will stay. <laughs> I mean, appreciation for the afterburner slash NOS thing that uh, he has. True. So good. Well, because they even did they not say that in the last season when they were building when he was building the ship with what's her face? <gasps> did they not talk about adding some sort of additional speed thing or whatever that would make it like one of the fastest? Yeah, light speed. Well, not light speed, but also when he when he do- when he went away from the pirate cruise ship, like that wasn't light speed. No, it wasn't. But it also wasn't. The regular flying pace, either. No, it was much faster. <laughs> it was like <laughs> not the medium, the medium flying speed. No. It was it was like half. It was like half of actually. Well, not half of light speed, like a quarter of light speed. But like, I don't know. It was quick. It was ludicrous speed. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought you were going to actually mention that movie when Liam was talking about, just tell me how fast it is. I thought you were going to reference one of the Spaceball speeds because that would have been hilarious. I gotta watch we're going video. plaid. <laughs> but that's something else, I think. Uh, Are there any other assholes on here? Aye, sir. I'm surrounded by assholes. assholes. <laughs> so good. Uh, best parody film. Three parody films. Spaceballs. <clears throat> Freaking ship that becomes a giant vacuum to suck all the air out of a planet. <laughs> what also makes me curious is it would be interesting if, like, randomly he, like, sees a Mandalorian, like, on Mandalore or something, which, I mean, is not super likely but like she's darth maul if well <laughs> but like if it, if the dark saber is visible at all on his person imagine a mandalorian like sees the hilt and goes what is that and he goes oh this like they'd be like <laughs> well it's like okay so like for just the idea of just like the mandalorian castle throne roof they freaking did a set for octu island I think they could do something like that, even if mm. nothing happens. Huh? Yeah. Or we're saying like, oh, it'd be cool to get like the Mandalorian Castle Lego set if they make one. And it's like, it doesn't have to be very big at all. Like they made a freaking set for Octu Island with Luke and Ray. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. Play this video, which is like a minute and a half. I asked Pedro at D23 if he would ever want to see this series end with a film, and he said, yes, it's a great idea. That's a great idea. And if it isn't a conversation now, it will be after today. And I wanted to know, I wanted to ask you guys the same question. I think part of what's nice about storytelling now is that the rules, there are no rules. I mean, before we started this, there was no, it wasn't the same. Yeah, this is an interview with John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Uh-oh. kind of presence in the streaming uh-huh. ecosystem. About you had Netflix films or you had films <coughs> that were done for cable, but to have like a Disney Plus, first Disney Plus show of this of this scope gave us a lot of storytelling opportunities. And I think we've seen from other examples, I think you see with Marvel how it goes back and forth that, that you could move between both media. Uh, there's definitely an opportunity. The question becomes in this moment in time about what the audience wants, mm. you know, how we apply our uh, efforts and our time because both take a lot of time. We're able to bring the the window of, of creating and delivering to about a year so that we could keep hitting the cadence of a television show. Well, with a movie, it takes quite a bit longer, mm. and we have to make sure we have a great story that we could tell from the big screen. But certainly uh, we're open to all possibilities, and we'll see where things go. I think the industry is going through transitions now, the entertainment industry, yeah. as well as, you know, what the fans want from Star Wars. Okay, so the first thing I think about that, they compared it to Marvel. Um, I think the the problem is that Star Wars shot themselves in the foot with movies. Just the last three movies that they made, they really would have to come out with a, a crazy good movie in order for it to hit. That's why I'm kind of skeptical because I've heard... Taika Waititi is supposed to direct one. I'm like, yeah, no. The last movie he did, no. I'm, I'm like, don't. no, please don't. He, he did, like, he directed Thor Love and Thunder, and was like, was I don't garbage. want him. That was such a letdown. <coughs> I don't want him to touch Star Wars at all. <coughs> doing that. The, the comedy part of Star Wars, it's all little. It's, it's very, subtle. very, very subtle. subtle. Yeah. It's very minimal. The, uh, it's usually more like <coughs> irony type humor. 
Yeah, and there's also some parts where it's just like it's a little bit goofy in some parts of the original trilogy. Um, for example, uh, Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi. Like you used to get, you get to see a view of his palace, and then in the corner there's like a little cave and an animal, and just kind of sitting there, and then mm-hmm. sticks his tongue out, eats an animal. Like it's kind of random and spontaneous, but it's a little goofy, and it's just like that's Star Wars, man. Like that's just right. And the Mandalorian right now, the comedic relief that is present is Grogu. Yeah. And that that's all the comedic relief you need uh, yeah. in that show. And yeah. I think if Taiki <laughs> Taiki Waititi, I think Taiki Waititi, Taiki Waititi, yeah, yeah, <coughs> he's got white titties. Waititi. Yeah. Anyways, um, I think that if he were to direct it, he'd try to make other characters funny, and it's like that's not what Star Wars is, no. and it never really has been. I feel like it'd be kind of <coughs> like Ryan Ryan Johnson, where he has a good first film, and then the second one is just because mm-hmm. he's just focusing too much on, in that case, nostalgia or bringing things back that were left dead, literally, and it most a lot of that just died out with the dialogue. Yeah, like it was a beautiful film, looks great, but the dialogue just like brought it way down. Mm-hmm. <coughs> well, kind of like where most of the story is driven from is the dialogue. Yeah, if it's that kind of story well there's a in connection with that actually uh there was a um an interview i think i don't know if it's the same interview or a different one with with filoni um but somebody asked him where grogu would be during the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. and i got a <clears throat> a quote and from dave from other sources um but in quotes, in my experience, there's definitely a way to weave everything together and make it exciting. It's possible it would never even have to cross over with what we saw in Square Brackets pre, uh, sequel trilogy um, if the story had us uh, somewhere else. And there's a whole concept of coming into the Ahsoka show with the new beyond. And with that, there's like a, the, the new beyond theory is that um, that's where... Like it might be where Thrawn and Ezra are, and went after the Rebels series finale, um, and the evidence to kind of support that is like like Thrawn, Ezra, Ahsoka, Mando, Bo-Katan, Grogu aren't in the sequel trilogy, um, so it kind of it holds on to that somewhere else aspect of that statement, but it's just like maybe they could have it, so maybe they can have it overlap with the sequel trilogy, but it would be more of a reference. Yeah, where it's not, like Ahsoka not really interact with it. Yeah, so it's like, like with yeah. Ahsoka and Luke. Well, Luke is already a part of the sequel trilogy, but with Ahsoka, she speaks to Rey in Rise of Skywalker, and it's just like maybe at that point in time she is somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Feels the like feels that mm-hmm. this massive force event is happening, mm-hmm. that Rey is beating Palpatine miraculously, and he dies. And then, or like Again. when she's when she's about to die, kind of thing, and all the Force Ghosts speak to her. Ahsoka could just be alive, feel that, and then communicate to her. Right, kind of idea, and just and that's only coming. That idea is only coming from the um, the angle of she felt Anakin's turn mm-hmm. in the Clone Wars. I I think that <coughs> if they were to reference Episode Three um, or like Revenge of the Sith. I, I do think that it could be a good way to explain the backstory of Grogu, but I don't want them to like s- focus on it. But it could be like 
explaining maybe he was on Coruscant in the temple and somehow he escaped through someone else, someone else's help. And that's how, and then it transitions sort of to Mando finding him later. But I don't want like to see, while it would be cool, <laughs> I don't want to see like Anakin in the temple. Like I don't want to see those kind of references. It's kind of like uh, Groot at the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when they're all doing that big battle and he's just dancing away. <laughs> it's right. like Grogu just like walking around in the background just slaughter. <laughs> but like I don't want to see Anakin. I don't know why, but I feel like they just have to leave the original trilogy alone. I think I think maybe or for you might be unfortunate, but <clears throat> for myself there's so much Grogu backstory I don't know about. Mm. And he at the and, and as we see these visions come in like for example like um well we got the the description in season two of mando we got some flashback in boba fett of the temple uh, temple footage we also got some stuff in kenobi with reva of course <clears throat> so there's still a lot of stuff about grogu's past that we don't know about yeah and neither does he mm-hmm. he's it seems it to me it seems like grogu is slowly remembering what happened to him Hmm. So this maybe there's something in the process, like maybe like, <clears throat> for example, the trailer, and this is like just the trailer of Mando, um, is very brief, but there is a couple Jedi on the sides of the hallway, and then a door in the middle, kind of thing. It is very quick, very brief. I have, like, there's a lot of people thinking that Anakin's gonna come in for a hallway scene, hmm. and. Do like the Vader, st- Vader, Maul, Luke stuff, but all against Jedi. But like Anakin, Hayden's going nuts on him, which would be, <laughs> which if that happened for me, I'd lose it. I would be, <laughs> I, I think that'd be probably the best. Uh, that would trump the hallway scenes for me. That would be the best yeah. one. Just because Hayden's doing a lot of saber training right now, <laughs> and uh, there's for just a game though. It's for a game though, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like my point is, it's just like. We are learning about Gurku's past as fast as he is learning about his own past. Mm-hmm. So if he remembers something and it's going to be a flashback, I'm all for it, even if it's with Anakin. Because maybe he interacted. Maybe he didn't interact with him at all, right? But if he is in there, I'm all game for it, just because We're the Jedi Temple the is one of the most mysterious events. Yeah. Like Even if you have 40 minutes of footage of the temple, you won't know everything that happened. Yeah. I, I saw a meme. It was like it was Grogu on the phone. He was talking to Anakin. He was like, "Hey, Anakin, I'm sorry you didn't get the position as master." <laughs> and then and then and then Anakin's like, "Hey, thanks, Grogu. I really appreciate that. Don't go to the temple later on today." <laughs> thanks, Grogu. <laughs> I really appreciate your <laughs> your compliment. I will cross your name off the list. Yeah, I'll have to murder people. Anakin, yeah. I don't like Sandy there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's like it's like a meme I saw about. I don't remember if you guys showed it or not, but um, of Ahsoka in the Clone Wars or something like that with some kind of love interest. Maybe it wasn't, and they were just oh, Locks Bonteri, maybe. But then it was just like, oh, remember what Anakin taught you? And then she like turns, she goes, I don't like. Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what the shit? And she's yeah. like, I hate Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, I one could, more thing. Before we hop into the episode of Mando. Um, oh, my. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you guys have seen, like, 
uh, Instagram page uh, pages posting this or just articles. Adrian hasn't. Adrian hasn't. Okay. <laughs> um, but just for those who don't know, um, Favreau, the guy who wrote Mando or co-wrote Mando and Boba Fett, uh, came out and said that <laughs> book of, the book of Boba Fett takes place two years after the finale of season two. So by the time of season three, Grogu is 53. And I just want to know your guys' thoughts on that. Just timeline confirmation kind of thing. No, there's no way. Ain't no way. <laughs> I know it's apparently now canon, but it's two years later. But it just seems so stupid that he's like, oh, yeah, they have two years, two years training when it looked like it was a day or two. Wait, like with Luke with Skywalker? Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, Mando dropped Grogu off with Luke, and then right. he left. Yeah, yeah. And they're saying and there's then, two years between when he went back in Boba Fett. It's, there's they two say years two years, years from when he dropped off. <laughs> dropped off and Grogu, went back and, and gave him... And then in Boba, Book of Boba Fett when Grogu yeah. came back. That's a two-year time span. Yeah. And it seems like there's... Like, even if you look in Bo- Book of Boba Fett, there's not enough plot to support two years. Nope. There's there's a there's a lot of comments and videos that are like this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Now I just want like even like a comic book or something, just like some short piece of entertainment. Well, like not for like just like book, yeah, just a, yeah, something to show like oh this is like a summary of what happened during those two years. Because mm-hmm. the problem is, it's like you can say that you've got the two year gap, but then it's like. Well, Grogu didn't <clears throat> seem like he learned all that much. Mm-hmm. Like, is does, does that mean that Luke is a bad teacher? Is Grogu a bad student? What happened with Mando during those two years? Like, yeah. what was he doing? I, I think like um those uh Groot shorts on Disney Plus, where it's like little shorts here and there of him doing different things. Yeah. Even like something like that, I think would be good. Yep. Just to, like cover a time span here and here and here, just like scatter. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want to know. Like, I do, like, want to know what happened, like, to Grogu, but I don't want to know everything. I think he's such a mysterious character. Like, he, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't really make very many actions. He's he's a, one of the most mysterious characters in Star Wars right now. Yeah. And so I think that they kind of need to hold on to that. You can hold on. You can hold on to that while still showing a lot. You can, where yeah, it's like totally. just the it's whole thing. It's kind of like the force. Like we know a whole lot about it, but there's no, still, you still a lot know of still nothing. Yeah. yeah, where it's like just is a lot of the stuff that we've complained about, um, like with the sequel trilogy, is the lack of training from Ray, and they're taking a serious risk with doing that. Like it, this is just my personal thing, yeah. where it's like they are taking a risk with doing that with Grogu as well, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh yeah, he's just got he has two years of training, it's fine, but it's like no. Like show us, mm-hmm. like he hasn't really struggled all that much, other than his de- his attachment with Mando. Like show us what he was dealing with with the Force, missing Mando, because that's a that's a like the whole father the big conflict for the child thing. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. Like if what happened with Anakin, right? Yeah, he had an attachment with his mother. <laughs> by the time he grows up and is able to travel by himself like being allowed to leave goes back to his mother and she dies that's actually nuts to think about 
right? It's like like taken from your planet to be brought to a different planet, and you're restricted to that. And then once you get the freedom to just fly into the galaxy anywhere, and you go straight back to your mom. That's the time when she dies. Yeah, I know, but died. still, that's like, like a huge feeling of <coughs> freedom, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. just uh, put my shoes in that, put myself in those shoes. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's like it. And we got to see that. We got, like, Anakin struggled. Like, I mean, say what you want about Attack of the Clones and being, like, as the dialogue presentation the way it is. But it is it is very genius underlaying how it was delivered. Yeah. Just because, like, Anakin struggled dealing with those emotions because, like, Yoda said, that's what want. He's too old to begin the training. His attachments are too strong. And it's like, yeah, they were. There is also a difference between Anakin and Grogu because Anakin the Skywalker saga is about Anakin yeah totally and this is supposed to be about Mando not Grogu he's kind of like a side character so to speak well so they're, they're in, in that like comparing those two it's a huge difference between we got to learn the story of the the chosen one and a child totally I think Grogu's, Grogu's the underlying plot yeah, yeah. of Mando it's also the connection from the viewers uh, to the characters. at least in season one when he was trying to get him yeah. to because like when, like we were all, most people would complain about Ray's training and how too powerful she is. We didn't really have a good connection with her, because it's just someone put in there and overpowered. And then Grogu was like the cutest thing ever in Star Wars, and we're like, no, yeah. we want to learn more. We know we want more Grogu. And then suddenly we're just like, yo, two years later, huh? Yeah, no. <sighs> show me. It's like it's one of those things where it's like if you're gonna do the show, like the Mandalorian show, there is. A part of that essential point of Grogu as well, because mm-hmm. you don't get Grogu without Mando, you don't get Mando without Grogu. But then you can show them in their different perspective, in their different areas of life, where it's like Grogu is, tr- is trying to control those attachments, Mando is trying to go to Mandalore to reclaim his Mandalorian title, right? And that's and you can go back and forth. That's the theme of this season. <laughs> yeah. Currently, he's trying to go to Mandalore. Um, and I think that if they were trying to do backstory on Grogu, I think that would have to be in the film. Yeah, it would have to be like in a Grogu episode kind of thing. Or that, yeah. But I don't think that they should take away from the plot of this season to focus on Grogu. There's definitely many times in media where they've, they're telling the story and then a character comes back that's been like a loved character or whatever. And then like a bit later... Like, real question, like, what happened to them? What happened to them? And then yeah. later they go back and do a flashback of their training montage or something that happened. Right. And then, like, the next episode, something that connects to that happens. So happens. And that kind of writing, like, this is just kind of laser writing just to, like, explain. This happens. And then, but they have to show this to explain yeah. why it happens. Because if you don't show what happened before, then what happens next is going to be confusing what. So. Right. Katie Sackhoff name appears second, even though she's in at least amount. I think it's just because she's got a big name. Yeah. Starring Pedro Pascal. And then next is Katie Sackhoff. And then next, co-starring in appearance, Emma Swallow, Armorer. And then Carl Weathers, Creed Cargo. Katie Sackhoff is kind of like, yeah, it's, uh, it's the biggest name, along with Pedro, in that show. When you saw that it was her acting 
as Bo-Katan after doing all the voice acting in Clone Wars. I still remember when that happened in the episode. You were like, let's bring it go! I, like, I, was, I was freaking was out like so 10 to 15 happy. seconds before everybody oh, yeah. else did anything else. Because well, you were already... Well, well, because you were just so excited that it was Bo-Katan. And then you heard her voice and you were like, there's no way! <laughs> And that is all the time we have for today on Jabba's Puku Podcast. And as always, we thank you for listening. We ask that you follow us on all of our streaming platforms, such as uh, Instagram and Audible, and continue to stream our podcast on Spotify and, and Apple Podcasts, wherever else you stream. And uh, we'll see you all next week as we discuss The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 2. And as always, the Force will be with you, always. Goodbye, Din Djarin. <laughs>